Welcome to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast for anyone looking to stop letting life get in the way and start crushing bold goals. I'm your host, Sarah Mayer, and I'm thrilled to navigate this journey with you because it's time to start boldly achieving without working double time. So let's dive in. Hello, Bold Goal Crushers. I'm super excited to introduce my guest today. Javon Wooden is a dynamic business growth strategist, a coach, a speaker, author, podcast host, and Bronze Star recipient who is passionate about leadership, business strategy, effective communication, marketing, technology, and especially helping motivated individuals and businesses achieve their goals. His remarkable business and personal growth ideas have been featured in top publications such as Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Founder, Forbes, and Verizon. So whether you're looking to scale your business, build your brand, or navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, he is here to provide the support, insight, and expertise you need to achieve your dreams. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Hey, I am excited to be here, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Awesome. You are joining us from warm Texas, and I'm sitting here in 74 degrees in Chicago. So I'm very excited to have you on the show (laughs) and talk all things about entrepreneurship and pursuing dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm excited too. And thankfully, I'm inside getting some respite from this Houston. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, I noticed in your bio, you're a Bronze Star recipient. So what is that all about? How did you achieve that? Yeah, so that's a military award uh, for Heroic X. And I, this is an award I wish I didn't have because of how I received it. So I received it in Afghanistan. And unfortunately, there was a bombing on base where I was located. And I was able to get some folks to safety and get them triaged and taken care of at the hospital. Oh, thank you for your service. How long did you serve in the military? 12 years. Oh, okay. I actually used to live right outside two military bases in Hinesville, Georgia. If you're familiar. Hinesville. I don't even know. Is that there like Fort Gordon? Fort Stewart. Oh, Fort Stewart. Yeah. And then I don't know what the other base was, but it's where they trained the Army Rangers. So, yeah. Many moons ago, but we no, used you to know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, we <laughs> used to joke about the guys who were there with, for fun would rent helicopters and go just jump in the ocean and swim back. It's a different breed out there. Absolutely, yeah. We always say, "Why jump out of a perfectly good helicopter?" Right? But there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so now you work with business leaders and entrepreneurs. How did you get into this space? I got into this space. I originally started my organization while I was deployed to Afghanistan, actually. And I was focused on mindset, focused on getting people to overcome overwhelm. And I realized that most of the people coming to me were business leaders and owners. So naturally, I was like, okay, I have a business background as well. I can't just ask them powerful questions and they're getting frustrated. So maybe I should just add this consulting piece. And that's where helping them with the business component came in. I was helping them with their life, but the two are synergistic, right? Mm-hmm. If your life is out of whack, then your business doesn't perform as well. If your business is out of whack, then your life doesn't perform well. So I wanted to give them the whole picture. 
Oh, I love it. So many times people set out to achieve a goal or embark on their new dream and life gets in the way. They end up doing the laundry instead of working on what's important. So how do you help people stay on track? Attention, bold goal crushers. Are you ready to take your online business to the next level? Get ready to meet your new secret weapon. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned six, seven, or eight-figure entrepreneur, a smooth and optimized payment process is vital for success. Spiffy Checkouts is the industry-leading checkout platform trusted by top course creators, thought leaders, coaches, personal brands, freelancers, and agencies. Spiffy Checkouts makes it possible for anyone to create high converting and revenue boosting checkout flows, no coding or costly developers needed. Spiffy outperforms any other cart system out there backed by their guarantee. They're so confident that you'll love it. They offer a 30 day, 100% money back guarantee. Don't go another day with sales slipping through the cracks. Get started with Spiffy today. Visit spiffy.co. Again, that's spiffy.co. Spiffy checkouts where bold goals meet seamless sales to create your success. Visit spiffy.co and get started today. Absolutely. There's a number of ways, but most importantly is establishing why it matters in the first place. We hear it all the time, establishing why. That will get you through uh, when you're facing that adversity. A lot of times procrastination tells us something. We know we need to be doing something and it's absolutely top of our to-do list. Number one priority. But a lot of times procrastination can manifest for a number of reasons. Uh, some people are have a fear. We hear that a lot. But some people think it's fear of failure. A lot of people actually fear success. So they're like, okay, if I hit that, then what? There's another reason. Sometimes you have a voice in your head that says, you shouldn't be doing this. You don't deserve this and all these other things. So we really have to figure out what the root cause is to create the proper plan of action for them to move forward. So that could be making sure that success flows with their life. It could be making sure we put everything in order so that they know exactly when I sit down at this table, I have this post-it note that tells them exactly what I need to do. Um, I have a, a, a number, a start that tells me what I should do first. And then I have a time block. So I'm using my calendar to tell them exactly when I need to do stuff. Uh, it really depends on that person. But typically, we just make sure success flows with them after we identify that root cause. Uh, we just put systems and processes in place to keep them on task. And it could also be using some technology. Uh, if they know they stroll all the time, we could lock their phone down with an app that makes them focus on being productive. So there's a number of ways I help them, but it all depends on that person. Yeah. And I love that you brought up this fear of success because I think so many times we hear about fear and people are like fear to get started, fear that they're not good enough to do it. But very mm -hmm. few people bring up the fear of success. So can you expand on that a little more? Yeah, absolutely. So some people, they be, this is why it's important, first and foremost. Why is important? Because a lot of us get that surface level. Uh, we're like, oh, I want more money. Okay, what, why does the money matter? And then I, I typically ask people why three to five times before they get to what the money represents for them. And what happens is if they don't do that exercise, they're like, okay, if I hit this goal, what do I do next? And they're afraid of that. They're like, okay, then I have nothing to work for. They don't have a rabbit to chase. 
So they're like, that is my lifelong goal. And we see it all the time. People fall short and then that becomes who they are, right? I was once a high school all-star and I was going to make it to the league, but now they're bagging groceries, right? We see that because that was their only goal. That was all they had. And once they lose that, they lose their purpose. And that's why people fear success sometimes, right? The same reason. Like if I get that, I don't have a purpose. I'm just going to be floating in the wind. So we really have to be mindful of that and really not just equate our fears, equate our thoughts, equate our actions to something because it sounds good, but really think about it, write it out, talk to a couple of people and, and talk to yourself and do the introspection to figure out why any of this uh, means anything to you. Yeah. And, and sometimes I find when I work with people who may be afraid of success, they know that there are things that they will need to let go in order yes. to be successful. Yeah. Like they may not be able to live in the same town. They may need to move away from friends and family. Mm -hmm. They may need to lose some friends that maybe are not as supportive of their journey. And that's a transformation that is sometimes what's stopping people from actually stepping into their success. Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree, sir. I see that all the time too. You know that this person is your negative anchor holding you back. But we got to keep it real, right? We, we got to keep it honest. You know what? I got to love you from a distance because you're not supportive or you're ha happy with where you are now. And I'm not. Mm -hmm. So we definitely have to do that work. And it, it sucks, but you will be a lot better for it when you do. So that's a great point bringing that up. Yeah. I, I had a client who knew it was her husband. And she's, in order for me to do this, I have to leave my marriage. Yes. And that's a hard thing to come to that realization. And she knew that's what she needed to do for her to step into her calling, but she didn't want to do that quickly. So it was a long journey, but she knew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, and we it, oftentimes we do know. We don't want to listen yeah. to ourselves. Oftentimes we do know. It's the same thing as a business owner, right? Who's just getting started or who's just in a phase in the season. They continue yeah. to get all these courses continue to go to these conferences, but they never implement because the implementation is actually the hardest part, right? Yeah. A lot of us have the information, but we're not, we don't know what to do with it. Or we're afraid that when we implement, it may not work out the way we did. And when, then we could say, man, I was content. I wasn't happy, but I was content with what I had. And yeah. I knew, but I was, what do they say? The uh, being happy with the devil and a lot yep. of us. <laughs> so we got to get out of that. Yeah. I used to use that in hiring when I had a bunch of salespeople. I'd say, we could promote this person. It's better to have the devil we know than the devil we don't. But it didn't always quite work out. It typically doesn't. When you say a devil, yeah. you're pretty much putting that in the atmosphere. That probably isn't working. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that you brought up is that it, it does take action to achieve our goals. And sometimes procrastination gets in the way and how that is really a way, a sign. So how would you identify what is the root problem when somebody says to you they are procrastinating or they're not focusing on what's the most important? Yeah. One of the first things we look to do is identify patterns, right? Okay. Does it happen at specific times? Are there certain people around? Are you doing a specific thing? And the patterns tell us 
what's going on. And then we identify, is there a certain feeling? How do you start to feel, right? When this happens, when you pretty much hit the escape hatch and get out of there, right? That's really what's happening in that procrastination. And then I always have them tell me about a time when they went forward, when they moved forward, they didn't procrastinate and got it done right away. So we just look at pattern matching and then how we can break that pattern and replace it and interrupt that thought with something instead of just reacting where they can respond. Because it's really bringing about bringing that awareness. We talk about mindfulness. Mindfulness is really being aware about what's happening so you can decide what you're going to do next versus just having that impulse decision that you technically don't even know is happening until it's too late. So that's a lot of what we do. It's upfront work. Writing down, sometimes we use something called the ABCDE journal, where we write down what the situation was, how they felt, what they did, and then what they wish they did, and how are they going to make sure they do it the next time. So you can write it. It's a couple of different ways you do it, but just about creating that pattern of the awareness so that we say, okay, I know when I sit down at my computer and when I got to write a paper, for instance, that I typically start surfing the web. All right, what tools and resources can we use to stop that? Then we put some tools in place. Are they still doing it? And we keep checking in. All right, did, did you last a little longer without doing that? Do we need to work a shorter time frame until you start building up? So we just start doing that in a non-judgmental way because change is tough, right? Yeah. Um, there's phases to change. And typically when you're in the early stages, it's really hard to continue moving if you don't give yourself grace during the early round. And that's why a lot of people, when New Year's resolutions come around, they typically fall off because they're trying to do too much and they're not giving themselves that grace. It's all or nothing. So we got to get out of that all or nothing mindset in order to be successful when it comes to uh, taking away that procrastination. Yeah. And I love that you brought up New Year's resolutions because so often I work with clients who are so motivated at the beginning of the year because there's a natural rhythm of the year. It's fresh. It's new. Kids are going back to school. Everybody's had a break. We came off the holidays typically. But then about four months in, it's what happened to those goals that were set. So how do you keep, how do you help people keep their goals at the forefront of their mind? Yeah. One, we got to go back to that why, right? Yeah. Why does it matter? Is it what is the motivation? Is it intrinsic or extrinsic, right? Is it internally for you because something you want, or is it maybe someone or another force that's causing you to want this? Since weight loss, right? Do you want that for yourself or is it because your spouse is telling you they don't like the way you look? And is that enough? Is that enough of a motivator, whatever it is, to keep you going? Then we look at support. Do you have any support in the goal you're looking to hit? Right. I I like goal buddies, people who are other mind doing the same thing as you. But accountability partners work too, as long as they're actually holding you accountable and their opinion matters because yeah. that, that's another point in all of this stuff. And then the third thing is what is the systems? What systems are you implementing to ensure that you stay successful on this? Mm -hmm. I like Jerry Seinfeld. I believe it was him. He once said, never miss twice. He used to literally write jokes every day and he'd cross out on his calendar the days he hit. So you got to know what your motivators are and you got to know what best you need to continue to reward yourself, right? So if I cross off seven days in a, in a week, how am I celebrating that? To make sure I understand I just hit a milestone and you got to set those milestones and then plan for that success. And then what am I going to do if I don't hit it? 
Right? Am yeah. I going to throw my hands up in the air and beat myself up in a corner? Or am I going to say, okay, that's cool. Let me do some, what we call in the military, after action report. The after action report says, why it's going to say hey, what went well, what didn't go so well, like what's the needs of improvement, and then what would make me better? Like, yeah. Who could I have there? What resources do I need, et cetera? So those are some of the things that we could think about to make sure we stay on task because too, too many of us are seeing other people's goals and then we're saying, oh, I want that one. Right? Yeah. And that's why we're falling off. We're like, yeah, it sounds good. It sounds great to lose 10 pounds, but is that really what I want? It sounds great to start becoming an entrepreneur, but am I going to stick to the adversity? So you got to really talk to yourself and, and do these things because goal setting is the easy part. The hard yeah. part is actually going for those goals. And another point to that is if you do recognize the goal no longer fits who you want to be, not who you are, but who you want to be or the mm -hmm. business you want to have, you can nix it. Right? Yep. Okay. So we got to also get in that mindset. Sometimes we, as we evolve and expand, things no longer suit us. And it's okay yeah. to say, I'm, I'm replacing that. Yeah. And, and I think one of the things, too, is planning ahead. It's so easy to be excited in January when things aren't busy, but then maybe you know that your March is super busy. So not beating ourselves up of, I didn't work on my goal at all in March. If you plan in January, okay, March, I'm going to have to back off a little bit. Because I have spring break, I have soccer, I have whatever the kids are into or whatever you're into as well. That allows you to, to have that plan, but also not to feel so bad that you haven't made progress in that season. Absolutely. And we got to start where we are too. Yeah. Because like I talked about the all or nothing before, it's people, you go from doing nothing, right? You go from never doing this ever before to saying, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to. Hit, hit this seven days a week. I'm going to spend yeah. an hour a day. That is, no, do incremental changes, mm -hmm. right? Because if you do it all, that is the, the mindset you're putting yourself into. Mm -hmm. You're saying, I'm failing and I can't recover from it. I'm not good enough to, to do this if yeah. I miss. And we just. Yeah. One of the things I hear a lot is I'm too busy to work on my goals. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yes. An excuse. That's mm -hmm. an excuse. Um, for sure. So I hear that too. And I'm like, okay, what does your day-to-day -day look like? First of all, I ask, what does your calendar look like? Because that tells a lot about a person. Yeah. People will say, oh, I don't use my calendar. I'm like, okay, that's your problem. You're reacting the whole yep. day. Right. Yep. And if you are using that, calendar are you filling it because you just wanted to do list to check off or are you being purposeful not busy yeah so we got to stop equating being busy to being successful that is not yeah right it's not true so we got to make sure that we're being purposeful with our time everything should be tied into the major goals i always say i set three goals that's the max three large goals and what i do needs to feed into those larger goals for that year or that time frame if it doesn't, I need to check myself. Say, okay, why am I doing this? Yeah. What is it? That's one of the tools I use to help myself say, okay, I'm going to make sure I'm staying up on this is to just make sure everything aligns with my values and aligns with where I want to be within a given time frame. Or else you're going to make you those excuses. You're going to say, I'm too yeah. chances are you're not. Probably most people say they're too busy, spend 
hours scrolling social media and not getting paid for it. Watching, watching the, Netflix. Watching <laughs> Netflix, binge, spending hours on the weekends, doing nothing, right? Going mm-hmm. to party and, and all that is fine at some point, but we need to understand that even that, if I know I'm going to do that, I'm planning for that. Yeah. Planning to have a day to myself. So it's, it's really like you said, Sarah, plan it out and then stick to that plan. Successful people stick to the plan. They don't waste their time because they know that's the most valuable resource. Mm-hmm. And I think there's also huge power in setting boundaries and learning how to say no. I think many of us go through life trying to please everybody else and help people out. And you use yes. the term reactionary and an email a lot of times is a time sucker. And it's reacting to other people's needs, wants, desires, whatever they need in there, or a store's desire to sell you a bunch of stuff. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah, and that's so true. And there's a lot of people talk about how you find when you're most operational, right? Your Mm -hmm. best window of time. Excuse me, you do the most important task in that time. So that's one way, but for some people, that's a little difficult. So Mm -hmm. I like to do my most important thing. As, as soon as I can. That way I'm high as energy. I don't have as many distractions. Uh, and like we said earlier, sometimes you have to give some things up. Like me, I'm willing to go to bed a little bit early and wake up a little early so I can have that quiet time, that time of focus because I operate there. Maybe someone operates better midday. So what can you give up? Maybe you change when you take your lunch. Maybe you do less social stuff uh, so you can focus and get things done. So we really have to just figure out what's best for us, what truly matters, right? What sacrifices we can make and then what we can add to our lives to make sure that we're the best version of ourselves and have the best version of our business if we're entrepreneurs. Yeah. And I think one of the things that is so important is you mentioned the why, figuring out why you want to be an entrepreneur and then what that looks and then how you go about doing that. I think so many times people start off and they know that they need to build the business. But then what's the once the business is built, now what? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that people, I don't think people realize how tough entrepreneurship is. We hear all these gurus saying, yo, everyone should be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is a secret to, to wealth and untapped potential. Because if you do it right, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, And if you're willing to go through all of the downs to get to the ups. So that, again, that why has to be super strong. Your reasons to be great have to be stronger than your excuses to be mediocre or else none of what we're talking about is going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. That's the hard part for some people. Some people know exactly what they want to do. They may not know where, how to get there. But they know this is my dream and my goal. They may procrastinate on the way there. But for some others, they are sitting in their cube listening to this podcast and they know that's not where they're meant to be. They know they don't like their job, but they don't exactly know what their dream or goals should be. How would you guide them to find that path? There's something called, and I don't know if I'm always saying it correctly because I use it a lot. But it's finding your reason for being, and it's a Japanese principle. I recommend people just do a quick Google search on that because uh-huh. it's about alignment. 
Mm -hmm. uh, right. You find your mission, you identify your values, you identify what you love, um, something the world needs, right. And you put it all together. You may not hit all four quadrants, but if you have a few of those, then you're doing well. And, and once you identify that stuff and literally do the exercises, that gives you a list of things that you can attempt to see if that is something that you can actually transition to and allow your job to fund your dream. And that's what I recommend people doing. Don't pigeonhole yourself and think that, oh, I can only have one singular purpose. We are complex beings, right? Yeah. You love to do a lot of things, but just try some things out that you love and see if it aligns. See if it's something yeah. the world needs. See if it's something that you can get paid for, whatever you're, you want to get paid for. See if you're willing to put an in. If you can't see yourself doing it for three to five years, then it's probably not the right thing, right? Yeah. Or if you say, oh, it's just a hobby and I don't want to lose the love I have for it, then you probably don't want to make it a business. So those are things that you have to think about, right? Mm -hmm. So but just try it out. Test it and give it some time and actually be intentional with the time you're putting into it. Don't just say, I gave it the old college try. Didn't work. So that's what I would recommend. Just try it out. Be willing to be curious, right? We lose some of that curiosity that we are born with innately. So I say, get it back, tap into that inner child and have a little fun. Yeah. And one of the things I always think about is you don't need to do this for the rest of your life. This isn't like when we ask children, I always chuckle when we ask children, what do you want to be when you grow up? They're like six. Come on. What do they even know about that? And I do joke because I remember in middle school, I was probably in like seventh grade, we took this test and it like gave you potential career for you. Wow. And I like to be active. I like to be outside. I like to be doing something that was physical. And so I answered all the questions and it spit out, I'm not kidding, garbage man. So not even, I couldn't even not be a woman even, and be the garbage man. Not even a garbage had, person, right? Not a garbage person. I had to be the garbage man. Uh, and I just remember coming home from school that day. There has to be more out there that requires you to be outside and active. And that was like the worst test ever. And my parents, of course, were like, you can do, go be whatever you want to be. But, absolutely. But that type of stuff influences influences you subconsciously. I still remember that. You remember it, see? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's. I hope they don't do those tests anymore. Now, my brother, on the other hand, was like, "That's the best job ever." He looked up the <laughs> average salary of some garbage man in in <laughs> Chicago and thought that was a lot of money at the time. So yeah, absolutely. he was like, "I'm going to be the richest person on the world." All right, I'll go do that job, right? <laughs> yeah, but I, I think I bring that up because so many times people are like, "I am finance whatever," or "I'm a." accountant or I'm a lawyer. And so this is my, this is what I have to do. I have to be a lawyer. And that's not always the case. And sometimes that's what's stopping us from actually achieving our goals and dreams. Instead of using that as a skill or a tool in our toolkit, we're yes. using that as the end all be all. No, that is so true. And I, I talk a lot about labels. Mm -hmm. And we have to be mindful about how we're labeling ourselves. If, if you're defining yourself by your technical skills or your job title, then you need to reevaluate that because I rather define myself by what I stand for. And that to me means more. Um, I, I don't say that, hey, I'm a consultant and coach. 
I'm going to say I'm a man of compassion, a man of faith, a man of love, right? So things like that are, are how I use it. It has nothing to do with what I can do. It has everything to do with who I am. So mm-hmm. uh, if we look at it like that, it will give us it will give us license to explore a little bit more than putting ourselves in that little box. That is really a microcosm of what you can do because we can do so much more yeah. than place on ourselves. Yeah. And, oh, and what we place on others. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. Especially for those listeners who are in relationships, you may enter a relationship as doing one thing, but being something else at the end of that career is something that's worth cherishing and exploring as well. Absolutely. Agreed. Promote yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and be be okay exploring. For those of you who've listened a while, you do know that one year I went on a creative journey. Some people may wonder what happened, but I did pottery and watercolor. Watercolor was a disaster, but pottery, I actually ended up being good at. Now, am I opening a pottery studio? No, but it was a great year of really exploring a side that because I was in operations at the time, I had never really tapped into. Mm, Absolutely. I just did pottery for the first time. It was actually very relaxing. Yeah. The the one downside, I was going every week. I ended up with so many bases and cups and things. I don't know what to do with all these things, but that was the Etsy. downside. <laughs> Etsy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> anyway, I've just loved this conversation about really stepping into goals and putting those at the forefront. If one of the listeners or more of the listeners are listening and they're like, how do I connect with him? How would they go about connecting with you and what might they expect? Absolutely. My favorite platform is LinkedIn. You can find me by my name, Javon Wooden, J-V-O-N-W-O-O-D-E-N. And you will see MBA with a light bulb. That's me. And then also you can go to my website, Bright Mind Consulting Group, and just check me out. You can schedule a consultation. It's right there on the first page and let's have a conversation. Cool. I also love that you are on LinkedIn. So many people are not on LinkedIn and I find it to be Uh, one of the best places to connect. Absolutely. LinkedIn is a powerhouse, especially if you're a professional and you're just looking to connect with other professionals, whatever that looks like for you. Yeah. Great. All right. It's been great chatting with you and having you on the show. So thank you so much. And Bold Goal Crushers, it's time to get out there and crush your goals and everything that gets in the way because you do not need to work double time. So Mm -hmm. let's get to it. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you for tuning in to the Bold Goal Crusher podcast where we crush goals and everything that gets in the way. I always love to support my community. I look forward to seeing you crush your goals this year.